Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. It's here, our very first Pet Boss Podcast. I don't know why it took me so long, but I'm all in now. I'm all in it for you, and I will be here every week supporting you with the best business advice and cheering you on. This episode is jam-packed, which I know that my clients aren't surprised by that at all. I had one person say once that learning from Candace was like drinking from a fire hose. I don't know if that was a compliment or not, but either way, you're going to want to grab your notebook or pull up the notes app on your phone and definitely take a break from grooming that doodle because I'm sharing the five biggest lessons I've learned over the last 20 years of owning and operating a pet business. And I'm sharing a little bit of the behind the scenes drama too, because what's a good story without a little action, right? Welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or just dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. Hear honest conversations from pet pros working the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses and now help thousands of pet professionals see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, or dog trainer, or really anyone covered in pet fur, then let's get started. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like there's just so much that I want to cover in this very first episode. And this is episode number one of what might be 200 episodes, 500 episodes. Who knows? Like I said, I'm in it to win it (laughs) with you. So if we can just get through 2022, having all the weekly episodes, that's going to be a huge win in my book because 
I've wanted to do a podcast for forever. And what's kept me from doing it is feeling like I was on that hamster wheel, that (laughs) content hamster wheel going round and round and round. But now what I realize actually is that it's an awesome opportunity for me to get to share our story, our experiences, our clients' experiences, provide some inspiration to you and really allow you to listen to some awesome business advice and stories while you're working. There's so many of you are pet sitters and dog walkers and dog groomers, and even, you know, our pet retailers out there who can just put this on in the background and keep working and doing the cool stuff that you do. So that's really exciting. At first I was going to share a lot about my career and what I've been through for this first episode, but I really do think that it needs to be about you and helping you and what Pet Boss Nation is now. Now I've, I've had a long career in the pet industry. I've worked in it since 2004, actually 2004. So almost 20 years. And I, I never at the beginning in 2004, when I was 24 years old, I would never have thought uh, the journey that I was on would have ended the way that it has and, or be where I'm at. It hasn't ended. It hasn't ended. It's we're just, you know, still, I feel like getting started. So know that like, no matter where you're at right now, the future is still unwritten and you can influence what your future holds for you. So let's talk first about Pet Boss Nation. You know, we are a global collaborative community helping pet professionals move from just a passion for pets to being profitable pet bosses. And like I said, like I'd never envisioned that this was possible in my pet business career. It was probably year five. I was in a year five and I had actually seen a lot of success. I'd gotten to like outward success. I'd say open three locations. I had about 30 employees and I was five years in business. I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> None. And I needed help and assistance. And I did find some mentorship from other retail coaches, but at the time I, you know, it was hard to just get to talk to people who really knew what I was going through in the pet industry. It just, that kind of support didn't exist. And so I always knew that as I learned more about business development, I was actually more passionate about helping small business owners than, you know, talking to customers about their dog's gas or like what might be the best food for a finicky eater. That was not where my passions lied. And so I knew that I wanted to help small business owners. And I knew I wanted to stay in the pet industry because I have this love for people who love pets. And I believe that pets bring us all together. And I believe that local small businesses bring their communities together. And you as a small business owner in a local community really are this lifeline that extends past the four walls of your business and gets rooted into your communities. And as a leader in your company, you have the ability to inspire and create and motivate and create opportunity for your team and for yourself. And I know it's hard and I know it's overwhelming and I know you're facing a lot of burnout right now. And I know that the public has been mean to you. And I know that you're probably wondering why you ever got into this to begin with. But I'm telling you that from my own experiences, being an entrepreneur can be, if done right, your financial path to freedom. And you have the ability to change your story because you're a small business owner. But I know oftentimes it feels like you're alone, which is exactly why we created Pet Boss Nation. Because when I was in the fifth year of my business with all those locations and all those employees and majorly in debt, majorly in debt. I felt alone and I didn't know what to do. And I thought I was going to have to file for bankruptcy. And I really had made a decision that I didn't want to fail. Failure just wasn't going to be an option, mainly because I didn't want the banks coming after me personally for all the money that I owed them. (laughs) 
but it really wasn't an option. So I had to figure things out and we'll save all that for other episodes. But the point here is, is that the community I was so craving and desperately needed at the time did not exist. So fast forward, I was able to successfully sell a few different businesses. And in 2017, I created Pet Boss Nation. And this year we're turning five years old. Woohoo! Let's, you know, blow blow the party whistles and, you know, raise your glass for us. Cheers, cheers. We turned five. I'm proud of where we've come in the last five years, because honestly, in 2017, I was so nervous about creating Pet Boss Nation. I didn't know if anyone would even buy it or if it was something that people needed. But, you know, since then, we've created a community of almost 4,000 pet industry professionals. I want you to join our free pet industry Facebook group if you haven't yet. Just visit petbossgroup.com. It'll take you directly there. Or you can check the show notes afterwards. We have currently over 200 members in the Pet Boss Club, our monthly group coaching program that uh, has members from all over the United States, as well as Canada. And over the last five years, we've actually welcomed over 500 pet business owners through the doors of the Pet Boss Club. Now I'm going to tell you, I cannot believe that number, 500 pet professionals we have helped through our programs. And it's amazing to me because in the very beginning, I was so scared to talk about what it was we were offering. I was so scared to sell. I was worried about the fear of rejection. I was worried about my pricing. I mean, there were so many things I was worried about. And so I don't know if you're in that same place right now with whatever it is that you're working on. If you're worried about rolling out a new program for your clients, or you're worried about raising your prices and what people are going to think, or maybe you're worried about changing paths completely, but just know this, that with the right dedication, the right processes, and actually the right courage to just step up and do it is going to change your life right? So now we've helped over 500 people. And what that has allowed us to do actually at Pet Boss Nation is because we believe in profiting with purpose and we really like to give back to charitable causes. We've actually donated over $35,000 to Leader Dogs for the Blind. Through those donations, we actually were able to puppy raise two separate puppies. One of them was named Guinness after my former dog and a, a, a very sweet love of mine. And then now currently our community has named another dog named, named him Boss. And he's currently just turned a year old and is going to be moving on past his puppy raising phase over to go start to work at the leader dog facility. So it's really amazing uh, what these dogs do and the ability they have to give someone that has lost their sight either recently or that has grown up with that without sight. They give these dogs, give them life back. They give them confidence back. They give them the ability to go and experience the world like they deserve and should. And so it's important for us as a company to donate our profits to important organizations like the Leader Dogs for the Blind. This year, our clients are hitting their first seven figure revenue marks. Some of them have even gotten to multiple seven figures. Pet pros are taking vacations. And we even had a client who's moved to their dream country and they're going to manage their business from afar. We have pet boss club members who are hiring their first employees and some are committing to watching their finances better. And they're even getting over their fear of being on camera. I share that because the reality is, is that no matter where you are right now in your business, if you're just getting your first team member, or if you're 
wanting to get more consistent with the things that matter to you, or you're ready for that big payday, no matter where you are in your journey, it's your journey. And you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now. At Pet Boss Nation and through this podcast and in our programs, if you choose to join or if you already are, we help you figure out exactly where you are right now and what the next steps are that you should take. I can't guarantee the results you'll get by implementing our ideas, but what I can guarantee is that listening to this podcast, you're going to get a holistic approach because I've had experience in almost every area of the pet industry and I help clients in every area. And I have really been through some crazy stuff and I have no problem sharing those hard times and how I overcame them. So I'm glad with you. you're here with us today. The purpose of this podcast is to really share with you five core lessons I have learned as a pet industry professional over the last almost two decades. Are you ready to hear it? All right, let's go. This is the time you bring out the notebooks. <laughs> okay, we're going to go rapid fire here because... I have a lot to cover. And honestly, after writing all this out, every single one of these points could be its own podcast. So you never know, maybe sometime this year, you'll hear a full episode that goes more in detail about each of these secrets. Okay. Lesson number one, secure your brand assets. Branding is so important. Branding is that feeling that your customers experience. It's what people are going to say about you after you leave the room, right? It's the things that people say behind your back. It's the things that people think behind your back. It's the things that people go and say publicly about you. Your branding is everything. And your branding can actually touch all five senses of somebody, right? Sight, sound, taste. Yeah, taste even, right? (laughs) Pretty crazy. But your branding is everything. And so from the very beginning, I want you to think about your brand. My pet business was called Dogaholics. My current pet business coaching business is called Pet Boss Nation. Both of those names came from a place where I wanted to create a community. Both of those names help people identify with who they are, and then they can raise their hands and say, yes, I am part of that group. Meaning if you're a cat person, would you identify with dogaholics? No, I knew exactly who we were there to serve. We were there to serve dog parents. We were also there to serve people who were obsessed with their pets. And honestly, back in 2006, I couldn't believe the name dogaholics wasn't trademarked and wasn't being used, but I moved forward with it. Even though my family thought it was crazy, they hated the name. They felt like anything that had to do with addiction was a bad thing and that it was a very risky move for me to call my business dogaholics. But what happened? (laughs) On the first day that we opened our doors, someone walked through the door and they said, I'm a dogaholic. And they spent a ton of money. (laughs) So the money part was nice, but really more, what was more important to me was that it proved that I was onto something and it proved that this person came in through our doors and felt like they belong. And that was the most important piece. Okay. Now at Pet Boss Nation, no one was using the word pet boss. Everybody was using the word petpreneur or, you know, uh, um, entrepreneur and or pet pro, but no one was using pet boss. And that name actually came because I'm a huge fan of the show Cake Boss and I'm also Italian. So, <laughs> so that's really kind of where we came up with it was I thought, okay, well, I'll be the pet boss then. And again, I couldn't believe that it wasn't trademarked. It wasn't being used. And so we were the first people to jump in and use that term, whatever name 
name it is that you have for your business. I know a lot of you already have an established name, so don't stress out about that. For, but for those of you listening who are thinking of starting a business, your brand is everything. And maybe even if you have an existing business, you, you might need to revisit your current brand because we want you to have great colors, modern fonts, beautiful imagery, and all of it needs to represent what you stand for and who your ideal customer is. Before you move forward with a name, we want you to do a trademark search and we want to make sure that you have the social handles and the website URLs available for that name that you've picked. Okay. So in the beginning, securing your brand assets is so important. When I sold Dogaholics, it was very valuable to them and important for the new owners to purchase the brand assets from me. That's all the URLs, the branding, the trademarks, they wanted it all. And it came with a high value. So investing in your brand is actually only going to level your business up even more. It's going to allow you to charge more for your products and your services. It is worth every single penny that you're going to invest in your brand. Okay. Well, that was only lesson number one. We've got four more to go. I better get moving here. All right. So lesson number two is to protect yourself from securing that trademark. We already talked about, we want you also to have business insurance, but not only just having insurance, having the right business insurance coverage. You need to talk to David Parasol of Business Insurance of the Carolinas. I'll include his information in our show notes, but he's a game changer to almost any insurance policy. He's going to help you save more money, but not only that, he's going to make sure that you have the right coverage for your type of pet business. Okay. You need to have a payroll provider, somebody, uh, you know, even if you're going to put yourself on the payroll, which you should, you need to have somebody else that is processing the payroll and making sure that all of the tax information is getting processed correctly. We love Gusto. And previously in my pet business, I used ADP. You want to get HR support. So if you have a team, this is critical. What I loved about ADP when I had my pet business was they offered a higher level service that you be, you got paired up basically with a HR representative who was fully trained in current HR laws and had HR experience at bigger companies. And she basically became my on-demand, on-call, uh, emergency, you know, dial button, like when the, everything's going down and there's total drama, (laughs) press this button and you can talk to your HR support person to either talk you down or actually walk you through the the legal rights that you have and the legal rights that your employees have. And they really give you just such a a great perspective on how to handle the situation when all of your emotions are tied up into the situation. So I highly recommend getting some HR support and actually finding an HR attorney. You can reach out to somebody like Jackson Lewis. They're great. Should you need that extra support and security for your business? Next is the employee handbook. You have to have an employee handbook. You can, there's all kinds of employee handbooks out there. You can Google it. You can find one for your state. Um, You can work with your payroll company to get it done, but you have to have something written down and documented so that your employees know what you expect of them. And so that you have something to go back to, to help hold your employees and yourself accountable, right? Oftentimes, again, we're so, we're so in the thick of it, spinning so many plates and there's so many different emotional elements to a lot of things, but the handbook allows you to come right back to, well, what does the policy say? And you can walk through your decision-making process on how to handle specific situations. Also video cameras, get a video camera, get a video camera installed if you can, and they they will be a lifesaver. I don't even have time to go into why and the history and the stories that we have here. I will definitely save those for other episodes, but getting video cameras to secure your business is important. Okay. Truth number three, 
believe in community over competition. Okay. This goes from the root, from my very, very beginnings in the pet industry in Chicago. I made the bold move to open up about (laughs) 300 feet away from the very first pet business in Chicago. And they were very popular with all the vendors and they did a lot of business, but I knew that there was enough business in that neighborhood and that we could be different enough. I knew exactly how we'd be different. My store was going to be very different. The products we were going to carry would be different. Uh, the experience was going to be different. I knew that there were people who wanted to shop with us in that neighborhood. And I'll tell you that the day that I opened, um, people were very happy. And that very first year of us in business, we did $600,000 that year. And I was on the same street as another pet business. And my pet business was half underground. So we were very hidden. People couldn't really see us, but we still did good business. So that proved the point that there was plenty of business in the neighborhood for both of us. Now it got real hairy there all over those years. It was a very challenging relationship. And I tried my hardest to be a good neighbor and be involved and communicate, but I was shut down a lot. Again, I don't have time to go into that story here. We'll save that maybe for another episode. But I also have an experience where the nearest doggy daycare where we were in Chicago ended up becoming a pet boss club member. So not only is my nearby competition now learning from us, but we were able to have this wonderful relationship and I could support them in their business. And so what was pretty funny is that I was having this coaching business plus my doggy daycare and my employees. So, you know, I might have some employees that ended up working for this business and the other business would send employees to us. And so it was just kind of an interesting situation because our employees did not know that we were friends. (laughs) And anyway, I've got those two stories that I would love to share with you on separate podcasts, but you need to just send me a message on Instagram or on Facebook or send us an email and let us know which one of those, the doggy daycare scenario and how we've worked through that or this other store and the drama that ensued there. So please let me know and we can do a whole episode on it. But the point here is, or the lesson of community over competition is that it's really important for you to make friends with your local business owners. It's really important that the other dog trainers, the other pet sitters, the other doggy daycares, the other pet stores and you, not just a pet sitter and a pet store. We want the pet store and the pet store to learn to get along because it's really important that you find ways to collaborate and that you find ways to cheer each other on. And I know that that is crazy for you to even maybe think that way, but believe me, when a storefront is filled with a small business owner, it is a good thing. There are plenty of empty store friends right now. And there are plenty of big box businesses. And we want to shift your mindset to help you understand that if a small business owner is there, that's good. And that your true competitor, actually, there's two, there's two that could be your true competitor. But the first one is that your customer's time and money is really your biggest challenge. And they're going to go either online or the big box. And we want to prevent them from doing that. We want them to shop with you. And so consumers are going to choose to shop at multiple places. And so if you, if you can rally with your local other small business owners, that is a good thing. It's keeping more dollars in the community. And believe me, you'll actually end up finding ways to share resources, to help each other. It's really, it's really mind blowing what's possible when you open up uh, your mind to it by letting what your competition is doing. Okay. Maybe you're not ready to collaborate with them. Maybe, maybe you're open-minded to it, but they're not. (laughs) Okay. I get that. I've been there. 
But by letting your competition bother you and consume you, it really only hurts you, right? It really only hurts us, the person that is thinking about it. We have got to let it go. And I say this all the time and our club members, I'm going to interview her very soon, but Carly from the Pet Boss Club, she always loves it when I say eyes on your own paper eyes on your own paper. Don't you stress out about what your competition is doing. Eyes on your own paper, because the reality is that your biggest competition is yourself. It's yourself. You should be wanting to do a little bit more than yesterday. You should be wanting to wake up a little bit earlier, post on social media a little more frequently, show up as a better leader in your company, treat your customers in a better way than you ever have before. You should be wanting to compete with yourself. Business lesson number four, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You don't even need to sing the whole thing. I love that Kelly Clarkson song, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger. And that is the truth. Okay. You will survive a bad review. You will survive an employee quitting. You will survive your cash flow problems, but only if you are willing to take a look at why these things keep happening in your business. If you're willing to evaluate those bad habits and activate some good habits right? That's the only way you're going to come out of it. You see, I've survived the recession. I survived an employee stealing $40,000 from me. That could be its own episode. I survived the canine flu swinging its way through Chicago, which, you know, pre-COVID was a pretty traumatic story. Now I know you guys have battled something similar here with COVID, but I've survived construction with entire water mains and sidewalks being ripped out of the front and not letting anyone into my business. I've survived all of the dogs running out of our doggy daycare into the streets. Okay. Maybe not all of the dogs, but at least eight. It was still just as dramatic. All the dogs are okay though. Don't even stress, but we had to, (laughs) that's a whole, again, a whole nother podcast episode. So believe me, it's not going to kill you. This pet business and it's only going to make you stronger. So when you're faced with hard times and crises, you need to pivot. You need to get creative. You've got to ask for help and you should get into action because when crisis hits, this is not a time to sit and freak out. It just isn't. And I know that it's really, really hard to pull yourself out of those ruts, but that's exactly what Pet Boss Nation is here to help you do. So if you're in that rut and if you're freaking out, (laughs) come to the Pet Boss Nation community group on Facebook or join the Pet Boss Club and come to our community because that's exactly what we help you with is we help you get through those hard times so that you can be on the other side of it all. Okay. And be stronger. Lesson number five is that your online presence matters. You cannot be your town's best kept secret. And, you know, I've moved from Chicago to this itty bitty little town, Galesburg, that's got like three thirty thousand people. So I know that there are much smaller towns than Galesburg, but it's surrounded by farms and, you know, there, there's no t- television network for this area. And we don't really have that big of a paper anymore. And so Facebook and social media are very important. But also what I've noticed having moved here is that a lot of them don't have a digital presence at all. So it's really important that that in today's world, and if you think about where you're going to be five years from now, if you're going to be in business five years from now, you have got to spend time working on your online presence. Okay. So I don't care if you don't, if you don't choose to want to sell products online, I get it. I get it, but you need to have a good digital presence. And so that's like, you know, working on your reviews and having regular consistent flow of reviews going, you should update and maintain 
your Google business profile, which was formerly your Google My Business page, or depending on when you're listening to this, it's going to be taking effect very soon. It's going to be now called your Google business profile. But honestly, having a strong Google business profile is a way better investment of your time than worrying about social media. But so you need to have it reviews, your Google business profile. You have to have a website. Okay. There are so many free platforms out there to build websites. And there are people who could build you a beautiful um, paid option. And you really, you guys, you can even use Canva to build a landing page and send people to worst case scenario. If you're in a bind, I know that so many of you now, you know, use Canva regularly and I love that, but you know, you can take any of those designs, link any of the buttons, like any of the images, and then take that whole page and share that link as a web page and put that in your Instagram account or put that on your Facebook account. And now boom, you have a website. I don't suggest this as a permanent solution because it doesn't have the SEO built into it. It's not a long-term thing, but depending on where you are in your business right now and what you need to get done, I just want to mention it because it might help you get over that hump of not having a website. All right. We want you to post on social media, if not every day, at least a couple times a week. Okay. So just know your online presence matters. You cannot be your town's best kept secret. It won't. It just, you can't. We, we want you to help as many pet parents in your area as possible. So get out there and uh, make sure that people can find you. Okay. So five truths, secure your brand assets, protect yourself, believe in community over competition, know that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Believe that your online presence matters. Hey, listen, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and I hope that it didn't totally overwhelm you. <laughs> know that I'm excited for you. I'm excited for us. I'm excited for Pet Boss. Um, We've got you. We have got you. So don't even stress. Our community is here for you. You are not alone in this thing called business. This is just the beginning. I want to make sure that you visit petboss.com because if you liked what I shared here, I actually have a guide on our website at petboss.com. It's 10 success secrets that we wish we would have known when we were starting our business. It goes deep into each of those five plus an additional five more. And if you're on Facebook, like I've said earlier, please join us in our free Facebook group, go to petbossgroup.com. And if what I'm saying resonates with you, or you feel inspired and you're ready to join a community with open arms, you belong with us. Please know that. All right. I have had so much fun talking with you today. I really can't wait to continue this journey together. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, Stay focused, stay motivated, and go boss your business.